Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. The first gospel we hear every first Sunday of Lent, which was last Sunday, is the story of Jesus going into the desert and dealing with the evil one, Satan, in the desert being tempted. And in the church, when anyone studies the work of Satan's, two main themes come about in Satan's desire to inflict upon people. First of all, the church would say division is the work of the evil one. When there is such a division that people only think of themselves and not think of the greater good and want to think individually rather than what is good for the whole group, that division can hurt the church, it can hurt humanity, and knowing that that division can cause so much pain and suffering. We can see that literally. The second word is discouragement. That also comes from the evil one. Discouragement can be, even in the church, when we stand there and say, I'm seeing so much that discourages me, that I see brokenness, I see hypocrisy, I see things that need to be done better, and nothing seems to be done over many, many years. And so what discouragement can do then is just say, why bother to change anything? Why bother to put my best foot forward? Why bother to be part of a group that is so dysfunctional, so disorganized, so hurtful, that, you know what, I'm just going to do my thing and wait till I die to be sure I get to heaven. And discouragement means nothing's going to change. My efforts mean nothing. My voice means nothing. Why would anyone listen to me? And I find great comfort today, though, from those three disciples. They encourage me in my discouragement. Today, Luke has Jesus on the journey to Jerusalem, and he's going about healing people along the way. Jesus, being fully human as well as fully divine, thinks with his side of the human side that says, why am I going to Jerusalem? Why is the Father calling me there? Because it's going to mean in violence. It's going to mean my death. And so why is he going there? He's wondering. And so he, along with three of the disciples, go up this mountain and to pray. Remember, in Luke's gospel, Jesus so often is praying as a model to all of us who are disciples that we pray to the Father. And in that moment of prayer, Jesus has what we call a aha moment. Aha! Seeing the glory that the Father has prepared this is why he's going to Jerusalem, to be killed. But in the end, the fulfillment of the Father's will of salvation will happen. And so Jesus finally gets it and says, that's my mission, to go to Jerusalem. And the disciples, three of them, are all caught up in that glory because they see with their own eyes what's happening. And Peter is basically saying on behalf of the other two disciples, Lord, this is really neat. There is no conflict, there's no suffering, there's full clarity, and we are really seeing the glory of how this all is going to be. That's why we signed up for this, Jesus. Let's stay here and never go down the mountain. And Jesus says, uh-uh, we've got to go to Jerusalem. 
And so the disciples reluctantly go back down after experiencing that aha moment. And you know what? Their doubt didn't leave them. Their discouragement didn't go away. They misunderstood. They had conflict. They fought amongst themselves. They just really did some really ignorant, dumb things. And I find great comfort that even when I struggle with myself and working with a people called the people of God, the church, who always don't always do everything the right way or the best way, that God somehow works through all that brokenness. And I am so grateful that those disciples just kept at it. It didn't become clear. It didn't become easy. It didn't become just a straight shot to heaven. They still had to deal with what was broken and dysfunctional. And so the church then, and what we live with, we can be often of saying what is good and what is not good about it. And the church is being asked by our spiritual leader, Pope Francis, to take on a posture of listening to God's people. And that's something new that comes out from the Second Vatican Council documents. In the 1960s, when all the leadership of the church was gathered together into the 21st council in the history of Christianity. And in that, they talked about the direction of the church. And it's still being revealed right now. But one of the documents talks about the importance of all of you. The laity, from the oldest person here to the littlest child, God works with you. And we are asked now to have a posture of listening to you. And I've invited now staff members Brian Cannon and Megan Popa to come up and break open what we've talked about with you before, but with many people returning back during the Lenten season. We want to let you know that the church wants to hear your stories, your thoughts about living God's ways. Thank you, Father Eric. So for those of you who have been around here the last couple weeks, you might have heard the word synod being thrown around, and you might be wondering what that is. So the word synod means same direction or same path. And what a synod has been traditionally in the church is a gathering of bishops. It's all the church leadership coming together, usually every two or three years, to discuss issues that are important to the life of the church. And what Pope Francis is doing right now is something that's kind of revolutionary. It's actually kind of exciting because it's really never been done before. But what he's saying is, I don't want it to be just church leadership, but I want to invite everyone into this process. He's really trying to call us into a new way of being church. And he's saying, like Father Eric said, that the, the Holy Spirit speaks through each of us, um, not just church leadership. So we need to listen to that. And he wants us to be a church that makes a conscious effort to listen to one another. And so Pope Francis has asked every parish in every diocese in every country to enter into this process. And what he's asking us to do, it's not an easy model, but I think Pope Francis knows it's what's necessary if we want to move forward together, if we want to move forward in this renewed way where we are a, a people that listen to one another. And the beauty of this process is it's not just about um, sharing our own stories, but it's an opportunity then to listen to one another. Because if we want to be heard, we also need to learn to listen, and that is what this process is all about.
listening is more than hearing. As a husband and a father, I have been made keenly aware of this fact. <laughs> I hear things, allegedly. I set a new record yesterday. My dear wife, she's such a sweetheart, she doesn't like to point it out to me too often, but my record is now four times she tried to get me to engage in a conversation before I listened enough. I heard, but I didn't listen. So what is listening? I apply the truth of listening to my prayer life, and I do it intuitively, and I think you do too. How do I listen to God? I know that God answers my prayers, but deep down I also know that I am unlikely to hear an audible voice. Listening to God means an openness to whatever God wants to give me, even though I don't know what that is. Isn't that true in all of our relationships when we're truly listening? I have the tendency to want to jump in and fill in the gaps with my own understandings, or if you ever catch yourself just formulating how you're going to respond while somebody else is still speaking. It's a temptation. But the openness is to accept whatever is being given to us. The gift that we could never even imagine for ourselves. So I'm not going to be able to hear God unless I listen. An openness where I don't jump in to fill in the blanks. Can you imagine a church that wants to listen? What happens to a person or a parish or a church that adopts this posture of listening? They have an encounter with Jesus Christ. In many ways, for the first time, the church is professing that Jesus has something to say to the church through us, through you and me. That like the prophets, God's voice is our voice to the church now. That the Holy Spirit will breathe new life again to the church through us. If you're like me, I am so used to that happening in the opposite direction. We have a prophetic voice. We are the church. The Spirit is moving through us. Now, for some in church leadership and governance, this is an incomprehensible thing. And it can be scary. But the Holy Spirit moves wherever it wills. God provides. And the Spirit is certainly moving here at St. Patrick. So like Father Eric mentioned, what this synod process is looking like here at our parish at St. Patrick is a series of listening sessions. And we've had a couple um, up to this point throughout the last several weeks. And what it looks like is a, a small group of about six to eight people, lasts about an hour, and we're asking people the question, in your ex lived experience in the church, what have been your joys and sorrows? And we're giving people the opportunity to share on that topic and then other people the opportunity to listen to those stories. And throughout the rest of March and April, we're gonna be ramping up that schedule, so there's going to be multiple opportunities every week for you to participate. 
I personally have been able to sit in and lead some of these sessions, and it has been a really powerful experience. Um, it's been a very um, big honor just to listen to people's stories and a great joy to hear stories of how people's lives have been touched, how they've found great um, community and acceptance and belonging in the church, how they have felt comfort in their times of need or their times of loss. Other people have shared stories of being inspired or being given the tools they need to go out and serve in the world. But it hasn't all been um, positive. It's been challenging as well. There's been um, times where it's hard to listen to people's stories of how the church maybe has hurt them or has disappointed them. I've heard stories of people not feeling accepted or welcomed when they go into a church. I've heard stories of um, great sadness from people that maybe um, a lot of stories from, from adults with adult children, and they're sad that those children are not going to church anymore. I've heard stories of um, people being responded to by clergy with legalism rather than love and feeling hurt by that. Um, I've heard other stories of um, people frustrated frustrated with the church's stance on certain issues, maybe issues regarding women or regarding divorce or any sorts of um, social issues out there. So I think through all these stories of joy and sorrow that we've heard up to this point, what I've realized is the church is just like a big family, right? And not unlike our own families, we're going to have these moments of peace and joy and happiness, and we also have these moments of hurt and disappointment and even maybe anger. And so, like our own families, the key to a good relationship is that continued communication, that dialogue, that listening. And so what we're hoping to do with these listening sessions is if you participate, that you can come and share your story, and that there's no right responses, there's no correcting of any kind, it's simply an opportunity for you to share. And then, you know, also in addition, we're not looking for any certain um, pat on the back or affirmation about what's going on here. We really want to create a space where people can come and feel empowered to share their open, honest, and vulnerable experiences in the church. Um, so we have a web page, www.stpatcc.org synod. You can go on there and check out the schedule. Like I said, throughout the month of March and April, there are multiple opportunities. So we just ask you to pray about that. Maybe during this Lenten and Easter season, you can give one hour of your time to come, to share your story, and then to also create the space for other people to do the same. So what happens because of all this? We have no idea. No idea. We just know that we're called. And we give our small gift to God, and then God multiplies it and gives it away to others. So we don't know the ways that, that the Holy Spirit will move through the church because of this. But what we do know is here at St. Patrick, we are synthesizing everything that we hear in the listening sessions, and we're developing a report based on those sessions. And that, of course, gets kicked up to the line to Rome, and what they do with it, they do with it but we also make it available to all of you because you are the church. You and I are the church. The people who aren't in these doors right now are the church. The people in the online community, you are the church. And it matters to us here to be listening to one another. So as a staff, as a parish community leadership, we want to be open. 
We're listening. And so this isn't just an exercise of transformation for processes and people that are far away and never impact us. The church is here, and the church is alive here, and the church will transform here at St. Patrick. We don't know what to expect, but we do know that God provides. Pope Francis has asked all leaders throughout the world in every parish to really take a stance of vulnerability. The vulnerability is, is to really listen to what your joys and sorrows are. And that means at times I have to look at things that might not be comfortable or really scary. And so not everyone in the church is really having a, a lifestyle of leadership that says I'm willing to listen. It's scary. And it takes time and many years for leaders to really trust that we want to hear from people. We are hearing stories of other parishes and dioceses where people are able to do a good job and they're able to share. But we're also hearing many stories where no one really is listened to. Maybe there's one or two groups and that's it. There's also been stories where here that some of the facilitators have been trained to correct people. And so as you're speaking, your story will say, that's not right. You can't think that way. That's heresy. Huh? Can we learn to listen without judgment? That's what listening is. That whatever is in your heart needs to be respected and listened to. And that's what over 40 facilitators, parishioners like you, who have been trained to keep confidentiality, but also to listen with an open heart and you listening to one another. There are many Catholics throughout this country and throughout the world who will never have a chance to speak. You are responsible for speaking for them. You have a pastor that wants many, many, many listening sessions. Whether you're Catholic, whether you're active, whether you're walking away and going somewhere else, whether you're not even Catholic but have some experience of the Catholic faith, whether you're the littlest child or the oldest adult, even teens, are asked to share what you want to say to the church. I don't know. I can't guarantee Pope Francis will get St. Patrick's report. I don't know what the new bishop soon, who will be named for Phoenix, whenever that is, will do with the report. But I can tell you what we can do. We can do something because just in the beginning, already seeing some things that we need to do better to minister where people are at. And it came about because those who come and share have shared their vulnerability and their stories, both their joys and sorrows. So I hope you can speak on behalf of many Catholics who won't have a choice because it's scary. And it's scary for some leaders to trust because you might tell us things we don't want to hear. I love being in control. I love telling people what to do and never be challenged. But that's not leadership. And that's not shepherding. And so I'm willing to be vulnerable. It's up to you. Just enter into the process and let it be what it is. Don't expect to come in and say, and three weeks later, nothing happens, so pfft, why bother? It's a process, and we want to hear from you. And so there's sessions going on today, if you'd like, in the classrooms. At, uh, after the 10.30 Mass, there's uh, facilitators ready, and you can walk in, or again, go on our website and register for the next couple of months. The church wants to listen without interrupting you and without judgment. That's 
what listening means. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 